Hey everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick and you're listening to Superlit. <laughs> weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBT community. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just finished that last episode of Game of Thrones. I'm not even going to give you context as to which one I'm talking about, because literally I could be talking about any of them and just being like, oh, my God, it was exhausting. And I would still be right. So here lies the the tea on that one, I guess. Um <laughs> So I'm just starting to use my microphone again that I haven't used in a while, so I feel like I'm doing ASMR, and it's just really uh, getting to me, because <laughs> I have to listen to it while it's recording, so I can like hear myself, kind of, but not really. It's, it's a strange thing. Anyway, <clears throat> on today's episode, <laughs> we were talking about Jack of Hearts and Other Parts by Elsie Rosen, and... Um, this book has been on my shelf for a little bit. It came out last year. Did it come out last year? Let's let's ask the expert. Um, eh, eh, eh. Yeah, 2018. Great. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad that I'm good at my job. Um, but yes, we are talking about Jack of Hearts and Other Parts by Elsie Rosen. It is currently 2:09 a.m. and uh, I went to bed in a rage and woke up and decided to walk to Wawa in the rain. So that's where I'm at. Hopefully you're having a better night than I am. But you know what is good? Jack of Hearts and Other Parts by Elsie Rosen. So (laughs) I wonder how many times I can say the full title in one episode. Hmm. Let's ponder on that. So I'm going to read you the inside of the book sleeve as we do here and see how many times I can mess it up. Jack's reputation is only partially deserved. Rumors about Jack's... (laughs) Jack's... Wow. I said Jack's. G-E-X. Rumors about Jack's unapologetically queer sex life swirl around the high school he attends in New York City. It's true. Jack has a lot of sex, and he's not ashamed of it. Though he's always a star of gossip in the hallways, and there is an occasional homophobe in his class, Jack's motto in life is that it could be worse. Honestly, I feel like I should adopt that, but also at the same time, it's just like, hmm, I don't, <laughs> I don't want my friends to start wanting to set me on fire for saying it. Um, back to the book sleeve. But then the worst unexpectedly strikes. When Jack starts writing a teen sex advice column for an online site, he begins to receive creepy and threatening love letters that attempt to force Jack to curb his sexuality and personality. Now it's up to Jack and his best friends to uncover the stalker before their love becomes dangerous. Groundbreaking and page-turning, Jack of Hearts and Other Parts celebrates the freedom... Freedom. Wow. (laughs) There's a dash. Celebrates the freedom to be oneself, especially in the face of adversity. This book (laughs) 
is very sexual. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. Um, we've re- read a lot of like teen lit on this book. On this book, oh my god, it's definitely two a.m. We've read a lot of teen lit on this uh, podcast before, and I have literally never read anything like this in my life. And this is coming from like an actual. I almost said full-blown adult, but, like, that's a questionable phrase that I don't like to (laughs) use about myself. But um, this book is, like, uh, unlike anything I've read before in terms of, like, teen literature, adult literature even, um, because it, it, it... it talks about sex in a way that's like, yes, sex can be positive and it can be a great thing. And if, you know, consent is there and this and that, like, protect, like they, they literally, every time Jack talks about sex in his sex column, um, or it's actually not even specifically a sex column. It's like relationship advice, but also like, Hey, I have this question about blowjobs. Can I ask you this? It's like things like that. And, uh, it's really, really, really educated for someone if you think about it, Jack is, uh, he's about, I believe he's a sophomore, um, sophomore at, you know, junior around that area and wildly educated about sex. And I think it's also because his mother is a doctor. So like he, he has a realistic like education about it, but, uh, the way that he talks about it and his reverence for it while understanding that like, it's a fun thing is like really (laughs) It's really refreshing, um, weird to say. Um, and I wasn't expecting that when I picked this book up because it it sounds like a cutesy book, like Jack of Hearts and Other Parts. Like, there's, like, a sex column. It's Carrie Bradshaw. But, like, it's, like, much more mature than I thought it was going to be. And it was, like, really awesome for that to be categorized in the like the YA section because this is like a really mature book and I think it's a really amazing read too like I <laughs> I read 150 pages the first time I was reading it and then I looked at the time and I was like have I been reading for three hours I should stop and go to bed right now literally the only reason I stopped reading it the first night I was reading it because it hit 3 a.m and I was like what is happening um and usually with books I'll read like 50 pages at a time just so I don't um, burn myself out on it. And I like to like pace myself, especially if it's a book like this that I wind up loving. And then I'm like, great, I finished it too fast. And that is always, <laughs> I think that's an issue because I want more and then I don't get any more. <laughs> but it's always great when you find a book that you're like, wow, I loved this and I finished it too fast. What else can I do? Cool thing about Elsie Rosen, uh, they definitely have other books. So this is their first foray into... Um, is it their first for Let me say. Oh, yeah. Why I debut. Perfect. Debut. <laughs> I used the T in debut. <laughs> Welcome to 2AM on the Superlip podcast. But, yeah, um, I'm very interested in looking into their other work, only to see, like, if it's kind of in line with this, if it's other queer literature, or if it's um, anything else. I, I try to go into... Um, conversations or like when I'm reading a book kind kind of like blind if you not blind but like I I try to not look up things about the book beforehand that way when I'm reading the book it's very like honest opinion I haven't looked into anything else it's a little bit different when it's like say Rainbow Rowell Becky Albertalli Adam Silvera um, things like that where I've read their other books so I know more about them 
Um, but with like a book like this, I try not to look directly into the author to see like what else there is, um, just so I can surprise myself. It's always a really fun surprise when you wind up really loving a book and you're like, great, now I have to look into every single thing they've done. Um, <laughs> prepare for me to be your biggest fan. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's this was a. Uh, I know I've like spoken about like around about in the book, but um, when I bought this, I remember the stalker portion of it, and I hadn't read it obviously since I purchased it. Um, and Sophie and I were actually going to be doing another book together, but because we have a special guest coming to the podcast uh, in our next episode, and I I don't know if I'm like allowed to talk about it, uh, <laughs> but. I keep I keep just using the book title and conversation like in the podcast and no one said anything yet. So <laughs> I wish you all the best in figuring out uh, what I'm talking about. If you didn't get it from that, uh, I, I guess you're just not going to get it anyway. But yes, um, with this book, I was very excited to look and see like Sophie and I decided to hold back on the book that we wanted to do for this week. And I looked at my shelf and I was like, okay, what of these books have I been like wanting to do um, that I know so like Sophie wouldn't mind if I read by myself? And I saw this one and I was like, okay, this has been sitting here long enough. This can't happen. I need to read this book. Read the book. Was very excited about the book. Um, it reminded me of myself. <laughs> I hate saying this. It reminded me of myself in high school. Obviously, I wasn't this. Uh, like forward about my sexuality and my habits at that point in time. I don't think I am as an adult either. Cause I'm <laughs> weird to say, um, if I'm talking to you in conversation, it's a little bit different than like me just like <laughs> talking. Cause I, I never want to come off as bragging. Um, I don't talk about my, uh, my adult relationships ever. Um, especially on the podcast, <laughs> but, um, with, <laughs> Wow, I'm laughing a lot only because I'm a two-year-old and clearly um, I'm trying to word the things about this, like, this kind of topic without being, like, so sex. Um, <laughs> because uh, you, can, you can talk about it without being, like, blowjobs. But the nice thing about this book is within Jack's columns, like, he gets genuine questions that like, I think people want to genuinely ask, but are afraid to. And so he winds up, he winds up getting anonymous questions that are about like advice. Like one of them is about a, um, a woman who is giving her boyfriend, uh, a blowjob and he can't get off and she thinks it's her fault. And now they're not talking. And, I feel like we've all been in that situation where you're having some sort of relation, whether it's, you know, specifically that or otherwise, and you th figure out that the person isn't enjoying it. And then like afterwards you guys aren't talking as much. I feel like we've all been there. It happens to everyone. And the advice that Jack gives is actually like really, really worldly for a teenager. <laughs> it's just, it's very advanced, but it doesn't seem like, an adult is writing it. So when reading certain books like this, where it's like, okay, obviously an adult wrote this book. Um, it doesn't seem like overly done in a way that like 
it doesn't sound like a teenager is giving this advice, but it's very, very educated, smart advice. And I like that when giving these responses, he talks about protection. I think also within um, the queer community, like we, I think we skip uh, discussing like protection a lot. Um, and it's, it's just something that I don't normally like hear people talk about as much as I did say in like high school when we're having sex, sex education. And it's really interesting in a book that's about like a queer person's life who is like unapologetically, like really sex positive, which is like amazing. Uh, because, uh, I know people who are sex positive, but it's like not, across the board like this like I I feel like I try to be as like open and sex positive with people like if you're talking to me about this something like something like this in real life like I don't get say skeeved out when like my male friends or like female friends are talking about like heterosexual sex that doesn't bother me or like lesbians or like gay people or like like whatever like it doesn't bother me and I try to be like you know a an earpiece for someone to like talk about something. Um, like I have a, a friend that, um, I may or not, may not work with and they talk to me, they ask me questions sometimes. So I'm like, Oh, well this is like how this would work. Or like, here's some advice I could give you. Um, and, uh, but yes, young Jack <laughs> reminds me of young Jack. Wow. Jack reminds me of younger myself because I felt like in high school, I was very like, the out friend who was very like (laughs) my mom listens to this podcast so it's just like very interesting to like talk about this and be like yes in high school I was a slut um (laughs) I wouldn't even use that phrase either because I think that phrase is terrible um and I wouldn't even say that (laughs) about myself but like we uh, (laughs) how this is the worst kind of conversation because I know my mom's going to be listening to this episode and she's going to be like, so tell me, Brendan, how many men did you have relations with in high school? And I'm going to be like, zero, zero mother. I am a virgin. Thank you. But, uh, I think the cool thing about this book is that Jack, Jack's mom is single and Jack, uh, was conceived with a sperm donor and, she and Jack have a very open relationship when it comes to sexual activities. I think that it's very, their relationship is in that aspect is very healthy because if you act like you can't, like, I never want to hear you talk about this or like, I can't, I can't answer questions about sex or like this and that bad things start to happen because then you surround sex, the idea of sex with shame and you start associating those two things together and it's, it's not great. Um, especially for a young person to experience that from their parents to feel like they can't have an adult conversation about something like that because acting like teenagers aren't going to have sex is, uh, very funny because they're going to. And then if you don't educate them correctly, bad things can happen and things that aren't planned can happen. And uh, the more that you have an open conversation about it, the more you talk about consent, which this entire book talks about consent and, you know, uh, the boundaries of like, okay, you're straight. You say you're straight. That's fine. Don't worry. We won't talk. I won't talk to anyone about this. I don't kiss and tell. I think that's the beauty of this book is that it's a very positive look at like, yes, we like to have sex and we like the joy of it and we 
can talk about how to separate feelings from sex because, you know, the there's a point where he talks about hormones with someone who's like, I want to be able to have like no strings attached no strings attached sex without having to like give into these emotions that I feel immediately afterwards. And he talks about like the hormones that are released for people. Um, and it's just like it's such an interesting read because it's so educated. Um, and it's not at all something I was expecting. And on the side of the education, there's the Jack being stalked by um, this person who's really good at origami. Uh, he keeps getting origami notes in his locker. And they're pink notes. They refer to the stalker as Pinky. Uh, he and his friend Jenna and their friend Ben. <laughs> ben winds up. Oh, no, wait. No, I can't talk about it. It's a spoiler. Ah, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um Ben is a romantic, and uh, we love that about Ben. We love Ben. We love Jenna because she is unapologetically that bitch. And um, their friends group is so cute, and I really appreciate it because uh, there was never any kind of, we're fighting because you lied about this to me. And it's like never, they're established queer. Like, uh, Jack is established like gay out whatever. You know, and there's never this portion of like, oh, my friends don't know. I can't tell them when they find out. I don't want them to think I'm lying to them. Like that, that never happens in this book, and it's a nice reprieve because a lot of YA books about queer life are coming out, and you know, as someone who came out in high school, like I understand that, but not every coming out story is about teenagers, and some of them are about adults. I know someone who came out at the age of 45. Um, and that is a very different thing. Uh, and, uh, my friend's friend actually just came out recently and he's starting to learn things about the community. It's very interesting to hear a, as I like to call them, newborn gays. Um, someone who's like freshly out of the closet and is like delving into the gay community. Um, what their like, like views are because it's going to be very different. Like, um, uh, like it, it's just different than what my views being uh, how many years have I been out I've been out since I was like about 14 um so it's been 10 oh my god has it almost been, no it hasn't been 20 years god thank god it hasn't um I don't ever want to say oh it's been 20 years since I did that um <laughs> ooh. but yeah no it's uh the it's interesting to hear these conversations and it's interesting to read about, you know, queer teenagers who are like established in their lives and they are still figuring themselves out, but they are doing it in a healthy manner and they know their boundaries and they know what they want and what they don't want. And it, it was just like refreshing to read because it's not normally something that I've come across. And I know there are books like that. I know there are books where people are already out established, yada, yada. But it was interesting to read a book like this because it comes. It, I c- completely forgot about the stalker aspect of this, and I was like, "This book is so fluffy," and then it is uh, not at all fluffy, and um, it, it it is. I shouldn't say it's not at all, but it is. And then it's just like stalker, and it's like if. Carrie Bradshaw is being stalked by the ghost face killer. Um, but there's no murdering in this book. I truly was waiting for, uh, I guess that's a spoiler. Um, 
I was waiting for like some kind of murder to happen in this book because it gets intense. And I was like, oh my God, that like something's going to happen. Uh, and uh, the threats against uh, Jack are like really real. And I was like really, I was sort of anxious during those parts because they randomly happen. It's just like Jack's having a great time. And then it's just like an origami heart falls out of his locker. And it's this terrible note and it's just like oh no please jack stop i don't know what to do and his his principal is just like my principal but worse my principal was gay and when i was getting bullied he was like well you need you never went to gsa like meetings so like how do we know that you have a community that you've surrounded yourself with and then when i was like hey i'm getting threatened to the point where i might need to call the police he was like oh um don't do that that's a lot uh, I will take care of it now. That's when he stepped in and took care of it. It seems like principals, and there's always like an art te- Funny, he has Jack has an art teacher that's like very protective of him. Thank God for art teachers. Uh, in my experience, it was an English teacher who basically is the lightest light in my life um, out of the adults that I met that were my teachers. And... Uh, I'm glad that Jack does have like a set of adults that do care. Excuse me. Um, because it's, I can't imagine, I've never been stalked before. So like, I can't imagine how difficult that is. And it's a big portion of this book. And it's really interesting that this is like, there's like self help in here, if you will. If you read it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's like a really good point. I'm not saying that that's happening to me. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's really interesting that like the idea of this book is, you know, something along the lines of a teenager giving, you know, other teenagers assistance with like relationship questions, sex questions that they can't ask anyone else or too embarrassed to actually ask. And, uh, Jack giving really, really thoughtful responses that are really, really wildly educated. And, you know, then it's like throwing the stalker and it's very much like, I know you did last summer, but it's just like not that intense. It's really interesting. It's a really great set of things that go on in this book. Um, And it was just a really interesting read. And I'm so sad that I finished it so fast. I started reading it uh, two days ago, and I finished it. I almost finished it the first night, and I, I'm truly not joking. When I looked at the clock, and I was like, I've been reading for three hours. I read really slowly, so like I have no idea what other people's pace is, but like I had 150 pages, and I, I looked at the time, and I was like, oh my god, it's time for bed, because I'm halfway through the book at that point. And it's a really easy read, but it, it's not... It's just like... It was so good. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. But um, I I think the dynamic with Jack and his friends is really interesting. And they're like New York rich kids that go to a private school. And it's they talk about like the money aspect of it. But it's not like they talk about like their parents are buying. Like they have their parents cards and they're like buying themselves things. It only happens once in in like a way that I was like, oh, my God, these kids are spending their parents money like crazy. And then after that, I'm like, oh, this is literally like Gossip Girl where they just have money. Uh, and um, we miss Gossip Girl. And we miss Pretty Little Liars being Pretty Little Liars. But uh, I I literally think that if you're looking for a very interesting YA book or just a very interesting book in general, um, 
that has like really amazing and like you know thoughtful conversations about you know sexual things or even like figuring out uh like your sexuality like there's great conversation in this book and it's really nice because in this book jack understands if someone who identifies as straight wants to try something and then go you know what it's not for me thanks anyway Whereas other people in media these days sound like being straight is a <laughs> is a game for them, um, and that's that's not my not my jam. I've always disliked that, um, and I I like that uh, Jack and one of his ex boyfriends talk about stereotypes within the community, and it's just like it's a really interesting conversation that like he and Jeremy is a really interesting dich- dichotomy. And it's the book itself is just really well written, and I can't say enough nice things. And I definitely think you should go out and get it. Um, I I would be I would I want to know more about Jack, but I don't think um, I'll ever get to. Uh, and it's sad, but that's always what happens when I fall in love with a book. I'm like, but what if there was another one? Um, and I would buy it instantly. Elsie, uh, did you hear me? <laughs> um, but yes, uh, please go out and get uh, Jack of Hearts and Other Parts by Elsie Rosen. Um, also, his his other picture is so cute. I love where like I love the outfit. I just like sometimes look at author pictures and I'm like, you're adorable. I love your outfit. Um, and you seem so like you just seem like a friendly looking person. I don't know why, but yes, um, go out and get this book. Do it. I'm not going to say you won't, because you will. <laughs> I'm hoping. But yes, um, I've blabbered. This, I might. <laughs> I don't know what this is going to sound like at all, because it's now 2.33 at this point, and I am, like, delirious. So hopefully uh, this episode made sense to you, because uh, at the end of the day, main story is Jack is a really cool kid. I wish I was friends with Jack. I hope that everyone has a person in their life that they can ask questions to, Um, And I hope that um, if anyone, you know, young or old has questions about sex and they're afraid to do it, that there is someone out there that they can ask questions to. And uh, I have never witnessed another book or like read another book that talks about, you know, safe sex so much. And it's in such a good way that like, I'm like really impressed. It's really amazing. And it's something that's very much skipped over, I think, of a lot of books. It's, you know, protection is not a thing that's spoken about, and it's just, like, assumed. It's like when artists draw things and there are condoms involved. It's like, wow, thank you for making this realistic. But yes, my name is Brendan Patrick. It is (laughs) 2.34 a.m., and thank you so much for listening to Super Lit.